Welcome. You're listening to the podcast of First Church in Woodland, California, Pastor Timothy Wisnett. We're so glad you could join us. And we pray that this message you're listening to today is a blessing to your day. And I want to invite you also to visit us online at firstchurch.app to get connected with us and learn about our service and upcoming events. And uh, we hope that we can connect with you and see you soon. Amen. Let's turn in our Bibles. We're going to go to Isaiah chapter number 54. Isaiah chapter 54. And uh, we're going to start in verse number one. And we're going to read through verse number four together. And uh, I, I want to give you a thought here to, uh, to chew on tonight. And I'll probably be doing more teaching uh, than I am preaching the word of God. And I hope that that's okay. Amen. Sometimes we we need to just, we need to chew on that word together, amen? We need to just, we need to just receive from the word of the Lord, amen? And uh, I just want to speak to you what the Lord's uh, given to me. We're going to read Isaiah 54 in verse number one. It says, sing, O barren, thou that didst not bear, break forth into singing and cry aloud. Thou that didst not travail with t- child. For more are the children of the desolate than the children of the married wife, saith the Lord. Enlarge the place of thy tent, and let them stretch forth the curtains of thine habitations. Spare not. Everybody say, spare not. Lengthen thy cords, and strengthen thy stakes. For thou shalt break forth on the right hand and on the left. And thy seed shall inherit the Gentiles and make the desolate cities to be inhabited. Fear not, for thou shalt not be ashamed, neither be thou confounded, for thou shalt not be put to shame. For thou shalt forget the shame of thy youth and shall not remember the reproach of thy widowhood anymore. Amen. If you put your Bibles down and help me pray, let's ask God to to visit us in this time together as we're getting into the word. Amen. Let's ask God to have his way tonight. Jesus, we thank you, Lord, for your goodness. We thank you, Jesus, that you've allowed us to be in your house tonight with the people of God. I pray that your word would would move and that it would minister, that it would change us tonight, shape us tonight. God, I pray that your will would be accomplished in this place, Lord. Change lives. Help us, Lord, to be on the right path in the name of Jesus. Everybody say in Jesus' name. And why don't we give God some praise if you're glad to be in his house tonight. Thank you, Jesus. You're good. You're mighty. There's nobody like you, Lord. Hallelujah. What a blessing to be with your people tonight, God. Oh, in Jesus' name. Amen. You can be seated at this time. Amen. Thank you for being here in this house. Our world is obsessed with heroes in our age today. Heroes. A hero is what we're looking for. Uh, There's multi-million dollar film franchises that are centered around a hero. And we want to see somebody succeed. We want to see somebody be a champion. And this has been the case for all of time. and it's definitely prevalent even in today's age. Uh, people who accomplish great things in sports, for example, uh, they'll usually get some type of a book deal, right? Uh, or they'll teach leadership after their sports career has ended. And it's all because they perfected their craft. They learned how to do something with their life. Uh, and they learned some leadership skills along the way. And many will read that book, and they will try to model their lives, you know. They want to be like Mike, right? You know, they, they, want, to, they want to make, have a, be a success in some way, right, with themselves. And they look to an athlete or look to a hero and say, wow, what a success story they had. I want to have that success story as well. The reality of their successes, though, was that they prepared long before the big show, long before the lights turned on in the football stadium, 
there was preparation that took place. They prepared for that moment. They prepared for many years before the Super Bowl ever happened. Uh, there's a, a famous basketball player. Uh, his name was Spud Webb, and he played on the Pistons. And he was five foot six, okay? You, you know, Brother Nate, how, how tall are you, Brother Nate? Five, five. Okay, so Brother Nate, stand for me. Now, do you think Brother Nate could slam dunk on a 10-foot basketball hoop? No. But this guy, definitely not. Thank you, Brother Nate. Amen. Maybe he can. I don't know this, okay? But Brother Nate is 5'5". Five, five. He was 5'6". And he, in 1986, he won the national dunk contest in the NBA. He holds the, the record in the NBA for being the shortest guy to win that title, the shortest guy in the NBA who could ever dunk. Now, do you think if Brother Nate went to the NBA championship, uh, the, the dunk contest that they had, you know, this year, do you think that Brother Nate just would, if he just wished that it would happen, he just said, you know what, I just, I, I'm just going to pray really hard. Do you think Brother Nate is going to win the dunking contest in the NBA? No. The bottom line is Spud Webb learned to dunk a long time ago. He learned to dunk back in his youth, probably. He, he could already do it before he arrived at the competition because he prepared. Somebody say he prepared. Amen. And th that's really what the, the title of this, this lesson here tonight is titled, is just prepared. Amen. Are you prepared? Are you prepared for what God wants to do in your life? For the prophet Isaiah received a word from the Lord, and the word from the Lord said that God would bless his people, but they had to prepare the tent. They had to widen the tent. They had to drill the stakes down into the ground real deep so that the, uh, the, the tent was secured and get it ready is what the, the prophet was saying. He said, you have to get it ready. Somebody say it has to get ready. Amen. You have to get ready for what God is going to do. Amen. If we do our part, he will do his part. Amen. Does anybody else believe that in this house tonight? Amen, that we serve a God who he does incredible things and he meets us when we give our all. He can do his part and he can do more than we could ever do. You've got to prepare this tent for what God wants to do. We have to prepare ourselves for the blessings that are to come. Amen. And we have got to take this preparation seriously. Somebody say seriously. Amen. You've got to do it seriously. Something inside of you has to say, you know what? I can live for God and I am going to live for God today. Somebody say today. Amen. God has confidence in you. He believes in you. He believes that you can make it. He believes you can be a success in the kingdom of God. Amen. Because he filled us with his spirit. Amen. He filled us with his spirit because he knew that you could do something great for God, that you can be in the kingdom of God. The scripture tells us in 1 Corinthians 6 that we have a responsibility because he entrusted us with the Holy Ghost. Amen. Are you hearing me here tonight? Because Paul said this to the Corinthian church. He said, what? Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which ye have of God, and ye are not your own. You're under new ownership. Amen. This body, this flesh, it's now, you're now renting it. And he owns it. Amen. Because it says this uh, in verse 20, for ye are bought with a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. Amen. I belong to him. Amen. And because I belong to him, 
there is some responsibility for me to keep this body clean. Amen? To keep ourselves on the straight and narrow path. We have to be prepared for when the Lord is coming back. But I know that sounds far away. Let me put it this way too. We got to be prepared for what God wants to do next in our lives. Amen. There's a next thing that God wants to do in us. There's a blessing that God wants to open up in us. Amen. I believe the word of the Lord that Isaiah put in your Bible in Isaiah 54, that if we prepare our tents, if we prepare this body, if we make ourselves ready, he's going to pour out a blessing. He's going to take care of us. He's going to show us what our purpose is next. Amen. But we have to prepare the temple and this body should glorify the Lord. Amen. That's our purpose. We are to be a mirror that's reflecting God's light. We got to let that light out of us. Amen. And let his glory shine through us. I, you know, I just, I'm just a down to earth person. And sometimes I look at my day and I ask myself, did I show God's glory today? Amen. We should ask ourselves that. We should, we should ask the Lord to examine us like David said. And show us if he is shining through us. Amen. How many of you have ever had a bad day? Amen. I bet that that six, five foot six basketball player did not touch the rim on his first try. I know this is, this is just how the Lord speaks to me, okay? So you, you, just, you just have Brother Emilio's Bible study tonight and you're just gonna, this is what it's gonna be, all right? Pastors, pastors gonna, don't worry, we're gonna have church on Sunday. Amen, but tonight you're having Brother Emilio and that's just how God speaks to me. You know, he didn't get it the first time. He didn't get it overnight. But he worked on it. He prepared. He was up probably early in the morning before anybody else was. There's things he couldn't control. But there's things he could control. Guess what? We are all flawed in some way. Right? God made us just the way we are. But he said, I'm going to fill this body. So now we have a responsibility to say, you know what? He chose to fill me with his spirit. He chose to do that. And you know what? Because he chose to fill me with his spirit, I have got to do everything I can to prepare, amen, for my tomorrow. You've got to do everything you can to prepare for, for the future, for years from now. But it happens now. Somebody say now. now. Amen. It happens right now. You have to serve the Lord now if you're going to serve the Lord in a few years. There's some young people in this house. Some of you might be saying, you know what? Uh, there, there's just uh, time that I have. You know? I, I, I'll, I'll serve God with everything I have later. Have you ever, you ever thought that? Let's just be honest. You don't have to raise your hand. All right. You know what? I got time. We don't know how much time we have. And the habits you form today are going to shape your tomorrow. Are you hearing me? The things that you do today are going to determine your future. Amen. We cannot control the future, but we can control right now. There's some things in us we can't control, but we can decide that I'm going to be disciplined. Somebody say disciplined. Amen. I'm going to serve the Lord with everything I have. Amen. If, if the world falls apart around me, I'm just going to, I'm just going to serve him. Amen. I'm just going to love him. I'm just going to keep walking by faith. Amen. Amen. Are you hearing the spirit of what I'm saying here today? Amen. We have got to be careful and protect ourselves. You've got to be careful. You've got to be careful what you eat. 
Amen. I talked about it, got up here, and I was all winded a minute ago. It's probably because I've been eating, you know, tortillas and all week, and, and they're wonderful, but I don't know. I just I feel full, you know. I ate fast food before I got here, i got to be honest with you. And it just, you know, you just, you just, you got to be careful what you eat, right? It's good. If you, if you want to have a good result, you got to have good food. Amen. You've also got to have a good spiritual intake. Amen. If you're going to have a good outcome, it's in and it's out, right? And if it's garbage in, it's going to be garbage out. You know what I'm saying? You're not going to have a good result. Amen. Now, what am I talking about? Am I talking about food? No. The scripture tells us this. In Matthew chapter number 16, the Bible says this. Jesus was talking to his disciples. And uh, it's interesting uh, what the point that Jesus makes here when he says his disciples, when they were come to the other side, they had forgotten to take bread. Okay. And uh, then Jesus said unto them, take heed and beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and of the Sadducees. And they reasoned among themselves, saying, it is because we've taken no bread. They're saying, okay, we're getting, we're getting the scolding from Jesus now. And uh, Jesus said, hey, don't take the bread from the Pharisees and the Sadducees. And, and they didn't have any bread with them. So they're like, well, what bread are we going to eat then? Because <laughs> we forgot to take our bread with us that Jesus gave us, okay? And uh, so they, they reasoned among themselves, saying, it's because we've taken no bread. Which, when Jesus perceived, he said to them, O ye of little faith, why reason among yourselves because you've brought no bread? Do you not understand, neither remember the five loaves of the 5,000, and how many baskets ye took up? Neither the seven loaves of the 4,000, and how many baskets ye took up? Now, this is, this is important. Jesus did that miracle twice, Okay. You Bible scholars know this, and, and this, this scripture is confirming it and explaining it. Jesus told them, I did this. I took a little bit of bread and fish, and I multiplied it, and I did it twice. And there were leftovers twice, all right? And how much more did I give you? I gave you a whole bunch of leftovers from this. And he says this. He says, how is it that ye do not understand that I spake it not to you concerning bread? Jesus is saying, I can make bread out of, out of thin air, all right? I'm not talking to you about bread. He's like, I can make bread. You've seen me do it twice, all right? I can make bread. I've got like a spiritual oven right here. In his hands, they just pull out the most wonderful bread, I love bread, that you've ever eaten in your life. Jesus is trying to tell him, hey, it's, it's not a, when I say don't eat the bread of the Pharisees and the Sadducees, I'm not talking about the bread. He said, look, I can make you bread if, you, if we needed it, if we were hungry, okay? I did it twice, all right? But he said, I'm trying to tell you something else. What else is he trying to tell them? He says, it, he says this. He says, then understood they how that he bade them not to beware of the leaven of bread, but of the doctrine of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. Jesus was trying to teach them a different thing. He's saying, no, 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 I'm, I'm not talking about real bread. I can make real bread. If, you, if we wanted to, I could do the oven. I've got a Dutch oven. It's going to be wonderful. Sourdough. I can make it, all right? But he's saying it's not about the real bread, the physical bread. But he's saying the doctrine of the Pharisees and Sadducees. Beware of the doctrine. He's trying to tell them this. He said, I, I'm not talking about bread. I'm talking about don't eat and consume their doctrine. Okay? What they teach, it's not good for you, is what Jesus is saying. Are you with me here? Okay, okay. He's saying beware of the doctrine of this present world. And I think that has meaning for us too. We got... We can't believe everything we hear. The Bible says that we should try the spirits and see whether they be of God. That tells me that there could be bad bread out there. They could be giving you something that's really not good for you. And I know that for a fact. Just because you hear it, just because somebody says it 
loudly. Just because somebody says it on social media, I'll just, I'll just make it in today's age, doesn't mean that it's true. The word of God is still true. And the word of God is all that I should base my life on. His doctrine is the only doctrine that's good for us. We should not be led astray from the doctrine of this world, but we should be in the word today more than ever. Are you hearing me tonight? God dealt with me about this. We are not a modern culture, though we are a modern church. But we are still the first church. We are still an apostolic church. We still believe and we preach holiness. We still believe that without holiness, no man shall see the Lord. We still believe in baptism in the name of Jesus. And if any man tries to come in any other way, he is a thief. There's only one way. There's only one faith. There's only one Lord and one baptism. Mm. This is all that matters, young people. This book is not just a history book, and it is a history book, but this word of God is alive. This word of God has power. This word of God can give you everything you need. You ought to consume this word of God. You ought to feast on the word of God. Amen. You ought to dedicate time to allow this word to speak to you and none other. No other word should have the prominence of the word of God. His word is what matters the most. Are you hearing me in this house? Amen. It's his word that gives us nutrients. I find it interesting that in the scripture I read to you in Matthew chapter 16, that Jesus says this. He says, how many baskets did you take up? When I made bread, there was plenty. The bread that they make, it's just, it's just counterfeit. You know, you ever, you ever taste something and, and you think, this is authentic. But then you taste something else and you're like, this is not authentic. You know what I'm saying? Sister Kelly's here. She, she made some empanadas. And I'm telling you, they're from Colombia. And I ate every one of them. And they're all gone. Amen. Because they're authentic. They're delicious. Thank you. They're good. But you, you go to Taco Bell, you see. You know, Brother, Brother Abrian, I feel like I'm witnessing, I'm speaking in the Holy Ghost right here. And it's just not the real thing. You know what I'm saying? It's not the real thing. There's no such thing as a chalupa, okay? You know what I'm saying? It's, there, there's, there's nothing like the real thing. I think when he says in the word that how many baskets you took up, he says it twice. How many baskets you took up when I made the bread for the, for the 5,000? How many baskets I took up when I made it for the 4,000? He's trying to say that the word that is spoken has power in this house. Amen. It's not just a Sunday message that you hear in this place that somebody put together and it was just unique and it was, it was cute. No, it's not a cute message. It's the word of God. It's God speaking to his people. It's God feeding his people. And he gives bread that is better than anything anyone else can give. Our God gives much more. Amen. He is a God of much more. He does greater things than this world can do. Amen. The joy that God gives from following this doctrine, it's greater than any joy that the world could ever give. The peace that God gives, 
is greater than any peace of mind that somebody could sell you on in the world. I've come to tell you that it is still the best way to live is the Bible way. Serving God is still the best life you could ever have. Amen, amen. Proverbs says it this way. It says, my son, forget not my law, but let thine heart keep my commandments. For length of days and long life and peace shall they add to thee. His commandments, that's what they're going to give. They're going to give long life. They're going to give length of days but they're going to also give peace. Praise God. That sounds so wonderful. Amen. People pay a lot of money for peace. They pay a lot of money for peace of mind. You know, they, they try to sell you that when they, when they sell you tires. You know, why do you want tires for your car? Because it keeps your family safe when they're on the road in the middle of a storm, right? What are they selling? They're selling you peace of mind. But his peace, it's the best peace. Amen. There's nothing that even compares to it. Hallelujah. It's, it's, it's greater than anything you could ever have if you hold on to his law. Amen. His peace shall they add to thee. Hallelujah. I don't know about you, but that sounds pretty good to me. Amen. I want God to add some things to me. Amen. I, you know, some of us, we might have come into this house and you're just comfortable with your tent just the way it is. But God's saying, why don't you stretch it out? Why don't you lengthen your cords and see what I can do? I'm preparing for a blessing in my daily life. I'm preparing like somebody is going to add, that, that God is going to add into my life. I'm preparing like somebody who needs a Bible study. Amen? Am I, am I, am I preaching it real now here? I'm going to study a Bible study like I'm going to be teaching a Bible study tomorrow. Hello, somebody? Do you think God can add to this church through you? I think he can. And I know he will. If his people would just prepare. If his people would be ready for the blessing. That's when God can pour it out. Amen, amen, amen. There is no greater wisdom than the word of God. The writer of Proverbs finished that scripture. and You could read really just feast from the whole chapter, but I'm going to read just through verse number three. He said, let not mercy and truth forsake thee. Bind them about thy neck. Write them upon the table of thine heart. Amen. What should we do with his word? We should have it around our neck. We should have it written on our heart. We should not leave it aside, but we should take it with us. Amen? That's, that sounds like preparing to me. You know, you, have, you ever think, you know, I'm going to bring with me a, a pocket knife when I'm going somewhere, just in case, right? Brother Mounts probably has one on right now. Yeah, just in case. If I need something cut, I know who I'm going to ask. Brother Mounts, because he's prepared. Amen? There, I think there's a reason that, it, that your Bible says that we should be ready in and out of season. Amen? We should be ready all the time. What are you, you going to do if somebody on your job says, I want to know Jesus? Are you ready? I don't know about you, but I am planning to be ready. I'm planning today like it could happen. Amen? I'm planning today like I need to have the right thing to say to them. Amen? Even on a bad day. I know I'm talking a lot about witnessing. What about this? What about if somebody in your family needs your strength? I'm talking to the adults and the teenagers in this room. Your kids need you to be solid in God. 
even through trials, they need to see you stay the course. They need to see you in the word. They need to see you obedient to the word. There's people even in this house that are leaning on you. Amen? There's, there's other people who look up to you in this place. You know? Hey, are you thinking about them too? Because they're relying on you. Amen? I hope this is, I hope this is okay. Just because I'm not yelling it the whole time doesn't mean that it's not the truth anyways. Amen? His word should be in us. His word should be around my neck. His word should be in my heart. David said that I hid your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. Amen? You want to know how to keep the, the sin and your old lifestyle away? It's the word of God. How did Jesus combat? How did he combat the devil? With the word of God. His word has power. Amen. La palabra de Dios es poderosa. Amen. The word of God is powerful. Amen. And I believe that with all my heart. And we ought to believe that with all of our heart. There's power in this word, and so I'm going to stand on it. I'm going to live by it because there's too many people leaning on me. You know what this church needs? It needs everybody who's here on a Tuesday night to be just solid pillars, strong. We need to hold this thing together. Amen? Hey, if there's anything the pandemic taught us, it's that the church should be still the church even in uncomfortable times. Amen? I don't know what the future holds. You know, they, we, you would have never thought that they could close the doors of a church, but it, it happened, right? But the church is still here. Because you are strong. Because you made up your mind that I'm going to live for God. Amen. And you had some preparation. That's why you've survived that. That's why you're still here. You're stronger than you think. But you've got to keep it close to your heart. Amen. You've got to keep it on the inside of your heart. Amen. There's some things we ought to do. There's some things we ought to live in our lives that are in this book. Amen? You got to study them. You know, young people, you're, you're struggling. You ought to read 1 Corinthians 10 and 13 because the Bible tells us that he'll never forsake us, that there's no temptation that has come to anyone, but all of it's common to man. I don't know about you, but that encourages me. That when I'm tempted, I can stand on that scripture and say that I can stand. He said, wherefore, he who thinks that he stands, take heed lest he fall. Amen? You've got to hold on to that word. You've got to live that word. You've got to have that word in your mind above all the other noise. Let me, let me, let me, let me teach another thing. James says it like this in James uh, chapter 1 and Verse number 19, if you'd put that up on the screen, he says that we, wherefore, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath. Amen? Whoo! The Word of God gives us some real things that we ought to live in our daily lives. Believe it or not, he's telling us, be swift to hear. You know, we tell our kids, you, you have two ears and one mouth for a reason. It's because you should be listening more than you are speaking. You ever told your kids that? Anybody? I'm just the only one. Okay. I guess I'm the only one. Amen. But it's founded in the word of God. Let every man be swift to hear. Let's hear quickly and slow to speak. But not only that, also slow to wrath. Amen. Woo. 
when somebody cuts you off on the freeway? Brother Vincent was driving here, no doubt. Somebody cut you off on the freeway, you know, on your way here. Were you slow to wrath? Amen. No, I don't think that happened to him. Amen. I don't think he deals with that. But I'm just saying, it happens. I have met Pentecostals that got angry at a restaurant because the service wasn't very good. It's happened. Amen. It's happened to me. Has anybody ever been angry in this house? I guess not. I guess I might be the only one who's in this house. Slow to wrath. Amen. For the wrath of man worketh not the righteousness of God. Oh, man. His wrath, it's stifling his righteousness from showing through. You gotta gotta clean that up. Amen? You know, let's just move on. Let's go to the next scripture, verse number uh, 20, if you have it there. Uh, It talks talks about filthiness. Amen? That we, sometimes... This world and just whatever in life, it, it, uh, it causes us to, have, to get a little bit dirty. Or you might have put that on yourself. yourself. It says, wherefore, lay apart all filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness and receive the meekness, the engrafted word, which is able to save your souls. Amen. You see, we have got to take away that 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 filthiness that's in us amen we have a nature that is not pleasing to god amen we've got to get rid of it amen is this in your bible is this just in my bible it was on the screen i i didn't just give them this to write it down but it's it's on the it's on the screen amen we got to receive the word amen which is able to save your soul Amen. God has given us his word to save us. We've got to live by these things. Amen. We're just going to keep going. Why don't you just keep on going through these? Let's go through. Let's go to verse number 21. Let's keep going here. Amen. It says, but be ye doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. For if any be a hearer of the word and not a doer, uh, he is like unto a man beholding his natural f- face in a glass. Um, and then when he steps away from it, what happens? He forgets what manner of man he was, what it says. If you want to move on, verse number 23, um, or verse number 24. For he beholdeth himself and goeth his way and straightway forgetteth what manner of man he was. Amen. We've got to do the word of God. We've got to live the word of God. For it to change us. Otherwise, we're kind of forgetful. Amen? And, and I, I find it interesting that it, it says that he forgetteth, he goes his way, he forgets, and straightway he forgetteth what manner of man he was. He was. You know, I, I, I think a lot of people read this scripture and they don't grasp that the writer is telling us that when we look into the word of God and we are a doer of the word of God, he shows us like a mirror image of us. The natural face in a glass is a mirror. Now, what do you see when you look in the mirror? You see blemishes, right? You know, I, I, we just moved into this new house. Praise God, it's awesome. It has this mirror like on one of our bathrooms. We'll probably take it off because it's like super magnified. Anybody have one of those? And if you look at it, it's just like giant. And it's like, whoa, you see everything in that. That, it's like one of those little mirrors you, you like pull out, you know what I'm saying? And when you look at it, you're just like, wow, I, I have a constellation, you know, here. There's, there's the, connect the dots, right? You know, I see that. Did he translate that okay? Hopefully. Brother Roberto, I'm giving you a hard time. <laughs> and uh, so you see everything and you, when you look in that mirror. And so he forgetteth what manner of man he was if he's not a doer. In other words, you forget who you are in sin when you're not a doer of the word. What manner of man he was, who we used to be. The word of God shows us 
the flaws in us. It exposes us. It, 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 the Bible says it's like a sword, and it cuts, and, it, and it, it's, it's powerful, amen, sharper than any two-edged sword. And so it shows us who we are when we were in sin, amen? And that, to me, it causes me to live for him all the more, amen? For Paul said this, he said, for such were some of you, but you've been washed, you've been cleansed, you've been delivered, amen? We ought to have it on our mind that we've been saved, that we've been redeemed, amen? And that without Jesus, we are nothing. Without Jesus, we're just, we're just a hunk of flesh. But it's his washing. It's his blood that cleanses us. And it's his word that I've got to walk in every single day. Because if I walk in his word every single day, I don't have to be who I was, but I get to be who he wants me to be. I don't have to remain barren. I don't have to remain empty like the writer of Isaiah said, but I can be filled. I can be full and God can bless my life because I've served him, because I've obeyed his commandments. Be a doer of the word. Don't let it escape your mind. Don't let it go one in one ear and out the other. Because if it just goes by you, it will never change you. But if it gets inside of you, then you will be changed. If it gets inside of your heart, then you can be a new creature in Christ. Amen. We have got to live for God that way. And I want to invite Brother Lucas to come already. Yes, already. Some of you might be saying, what do you mean already? It's been a long time. Amen. I don't want to forget what manner of man that I was. But I have got to live for him. I've got to serve him. I've got to put aside, lay apart all filthiness. Amen. I've got to be swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath. You ought to know that scripture yourself. And you ought to live that scripture yourself. Amen? I'm not perfect. You're not perfect. But we ought to love one another with a perfect love. Amen? We're the family of God. We are the family of God. Amen? Hey, I, I got to be just very real with you. Hey, we, we have our annual conference coming up. You ought to do it with such a smile. You ought to serve because it's, bless, it's a blessing to serve. Amen? And be slow to speak, swift to hear. Amen? I don't know about you. I don't want to miss what God is doing in the conference because my ears were slow, but my mouth was swift. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I believe there's things that God sends sometimes that, Sometimes we miss it. I, I just, I, can I be vulnerable with you? I, I've missed things. I've been in services where I feel like God was speaking to me. And I kept my tent staked just where it was. You know what, God? I'm okay with where it's at. It's, it's fine where it's at. But no, God's saying, I have more for you. And you won't be crying tears for being barren anymore. Amen? Because I'm going to bless you. I'm going to pour it out. I'm going to expand some things in your life. Amen? Does anybody, anybody believe that God can still do that? Amen? It doesn't matter what we've been through. It doesn't matter the, 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 the life we've been living. If we sell out to God, we serve God, he can take any vessel. Amen? Because he filled you with his spirit. He has confidence in you. He says this in Matthew 5, 16. Your, your Bible says, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your father 
which is in heaven. Amen. I don't know about you, but I'm after that. I'm preparing for that. I'm preparing for that light to shine through me. Amen. That people might glorify God when they see me. Amen. We don't have to uh, over-spiritualize this. We just have to walk in faith and follow his word. He shines the light. He gets the glory. His glory shines through us. Let me ask you something. You ever, you ever been told by somebody, you're just different. And there's just something about you. That's God's light shining out of you. I, I'm prepared for that. I'm just expecting that. I don't know about you, but I'm moving my stake and I'm driving it deep. I'm driving it deep into the ground that his blessing, there might be room for it. Is there room in you for Jesus? Amen? Is there room for him to do a work in your life? You may not, we may not have the time that we think we have. Brother Lucas, the, the Bible tells us that in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, for the trumpet shall sound and the dead shall be raised incorruptible. We shall be changed. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, this thing could be over. The rapture could happen tonight. The rapture could happen at any time. Are you prepared? Are you ready for the rapture? Paul said, encourage each other with these words as you see the day approaching. Our world is growing more and more wicked. There's no question about it. We're seeing the day approaching. I want to say that it is an encouragement that he's going to take us up out of this world. Amen. That ought to be a reason that we celebrate and that we shout that we're going to be forever with him. Amen. And I don't know about you, but I'm going to prepare for it. I'm going to be ready for that day. I'm not going to miss it for anything. The doctrine of this world, the, the lifestyle of this world, I'm not going to live by any of that. Because I'm going to be ready. Amen. Prepared. Somebody say prepared. Isaiah said spare not. Amen. That's what I want to speak to us here. Don't, don't hold anything back. Let's give it all to God. Amen. As we stand in this house, lengthen thy cords, strengthen thy stakes, for thou shalt break forth on the right hand and on the left. Amen. You see, too many people think that that scripture is maybe just for somebody else. I don't think so. I don't think so. Because he put his spirit in you. We shouldn't hold anything back. Amen. Because he put his spirit in us. We ought to give it all to him. We ought to lengthen those, those cords as long as we can. Amen. I want him to find me working in the kingdom. Amen. I want him to find me driving that stake deeper. Amen. Not growing colder in God, but growing hotter for the kingdom. Amen. That Holy Ghost ought to be building up in us. It ought to be changing us every day. We ought to walk in his word every single day. Amen. Because that will prepare us for that day to come. I'm not going to miss it, amen? I don't want anybody in this house to miss it. But if you have sin in your heart, the reality is he won't take that. He's coming for a church that is clean, amen? We've got to allow God to prepare us for his blessing and prepare us for his rapture. I hope you're hearing the spirit of what I'm saying here today. I want to just be prepared. Amen. I don't want to show up on that day and it's, we're not ready. Amen. Or 
Let's take it even closer to us here today. What if there's something God wants to happen in your life tomorrow? Amen? But you're not ready for it. I'm going to be ready. Amen? I, I see, I, I don't want to embarrass her, but I, 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 see, I see Sister Lupe coming into the church, and all she has to say is the good things of God and the blessings of God and the fire of the Holy Ghost is working through her. New to God. Is everything in life perfect? Is it all perfect? No, it's not all perfect. But God is working. God is greater. And she's building her life. She's preparing herself to meet him one day. Hallelujah. We ought to be the same way. We ought to have the passion of God in us. Burning in us. Amen. If you want, to, if you want God to, to, if you want to prepare your life and you want God to just, his Holy Ghost just to burn in you all the more, I want to invite you to this altar. If you want that, that passion, if you want that fire of the Holy Ghost, if you're ready and you want to be prepared for what he's doing next, I want to invite you to this altar in this house. And let's lift our hands and lift our voice together and let's ask the Lord to help us. Amen. Help us with what we can't do. Oh God, there's things that I can do, but there's things only you can do. And I pray that you'd pour it out on these people in this house, Lord. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I, I don't leave anything behind, Lord, but I'm giving it all to you, Lord. I'm laying it all in your hands, oh God. There might be parts of you you've never given to God. There might be things you're holding back from God. But He wants to, you to release it right now. He wants you to, to, to strengthen and, and, and lengthen that cord. He wants you to give everything you have. Amen. I don't know about you, but I'm going to sell out to this gospel. I don't know about you, but I'm going to prepare for His coming. Hallelujah, which is sooner than when we first believed. Oh, God, I know you're coming, Lord. Make me ready, Jesus. Make us ready for your coming, oh, God. Oh, come on, would you just call out to God? Lord, I'm building an altar right now. Oh, I'm building an altar tonight, oh, God. Oh, Lord, I'm going to seek your face. I'm going to live by your word. I'm going to serve you with everything I have, oh, God. Lord, I'm going to prepare for you to bless. Thanks again for joining us for this podcast. It's such an honor that we could have you, and we pray you were blessed by the word today. We want to stay connected with you, and so give us a follow on our social media pages on Facebook or Instagram. You can find all of those on our website at firstchurch.app. You can also stay connected with us through that uh, website, and you can download it as an app on your phone from there. And so until the next time, we pray you're blessed. Have a great week in Jesus' name.